Hey everybody, welcome to the Average Show Music Show, the show where me and my friends Cam and Garrett get together, we talk about some of our favorite albums surrounding topics and whatnot, and this week we are talking about non-English music, which was actually kind of an interesting week, I probably say that every week and now I'm just feeling silly, but um, we, <laughs> I feel like our, every every one of our choices this week was just like very chill and like there's just some like serious like serious vibe in music as opposed i feel like we maybe had that on some of our past episodes but not like this week um and it's just i this this i i love i'm kind of a connoisseur for um i guess you call it foreign music but um i just i really I, I loved because both of these actually Cam's pick this week. He sent me some stuff from them in the past, and Garrett has posted some of the songs from his album that he chose. I think on one of our mini episodes, so I've heard a little bit of it, but it was fun to really actually go in and dig into more of this stuff. Um, but yeah, I think this week was just uh, I don't know what you guys think, but for me there was just some really good chill vibes. Well, I think, um, did we already say what the topic was? Um, I don't know if, okay, yeah, so so for non-English speaking stuff, as a only English speaking person myself, it's kind of nice sometimes, I think I mentioned it in one of our past weeks, but um, it's like some, it's one of the same reasons I like a lot of ambient or instrumental stuff is sometimes to, you're just like, especially when I'm working on something else or doing something else, it's sometimes nice to have something that's just sort of atmospheric more. And I guess when you can't understand the words, it gives me, so, it's almost like the, I just get to listen to the voice as if it was, you know, an analog instrument without any sort of, um, you know, uh, without having to pay necessarily attention to the meaning, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, although, like, I listen to a lot, because I, I do speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I listen yeah. to a lot of Spanish music, too. Um, and I think that's actually harder for me because I have to really tone, tune in to, like, understand what they're saying. Because, I mean, it's second language. Right. So it's like, I'm really trying to focus on sometimes what they're saying. And I actually chose a non-Latino one, most because I was interested to see what Cam would pick if I didn't choose a Latino one. Um, but uh, but yeah, like the one that I chose, it just... We'll get into it. So I guess we'll just head straight into the topic then. And we're going to start off with yours, Garrett. Um, I think the way I kind of decided to do this was I think it's... Uh, I think all of these are very accessible for anybody to listen to. But uh, Garrett, yours has some English in it, so that I think might be a good place for people to start. So we'll start with that one, and then Cam, um, yours just was just nice, like really chill. Like I think even if you don't speak Spanish or whatever, you're gonna really enjoy that. And mine, um, a lot of people are getting into uh, Tuareg rock, and uh, you know, it's some teasers here. So. I know that it's a it's pretty popular right now, and and I but I think that's like a nice one to end on. Uh, it's maybe a little bit more distant, um, 
to like the popular music today than some of the other choices. So, uh, Garrett, your choice, uh, Taco Subo, if I'm not mistaken. And I, 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 I it's yep. French, correct? If I, yeah. So I actually just learned today that the title of this album, Taco Tsubo, seems to be a reference to like um, some cardiac disease you can get. Taco Tsubo cardiomyopathy is a weakening of the left ventricle. Anyways, it's this thing that also has kind of this fun nickname, non-medical, of uh, broken heart syndrome which I thought was kind of interesting. I guess without knowing too much about the, you know, necessarily the lyrical content of this album, that gives me a pretty good guess. So it's a band called La Imperatrice, I hope, or La Imperatrice, I think. I hope I'm saying that right. It is French for the Empress, which I think, based on um, some of their social media and like their YouTube and stuff, I think maybe they're trying to brand that as kind of like, it's, you know, an easier thing for um, non-French speaking people to say. But uh, yeah, it's a band I've known about for a little while. Um, as we already kind of alluded to, there, it's a little bit of a cheating pick because there are, I believe, let's see, one, two, three, four English uh, songs that are in English on this album. The titles are also English. So, yeah, I mean, a, a little bit of a cheater pick, but um, it's also an interesting thing because the way I found this group, their first album that they put out before the one we're going to talk about is called Matahari, which they originally recorded. It's like all in French. And then there's also a version of it that's all in English, um, which I, I just really haven't seen much of before, like outside of, you know, a single track or a couple of tracks um but to re-record the whole thing in english is kind of a unique move but um yeah i know uh opeth did that on their most recent album and i actually almost chose that one um ooh. they did an english version and a swedish version if i'm not mistaken that that was the other language <laughs> yeah swedish swedish version and it's really interesting to hear both of them i mean they're all the same songs um differently but yeah that's I'll, I'll have to check that out because i i always think that that's really fun to compare yeah um and kind of you get to choose like which one do i like better yeah especially when uh both work in a certain uh way i think that's pretty impressive but uh the yeah. one we're talking about is uh mostly french um is just kind of i guess if i was going to talk about the sound a little bit there's a couple of important references um i'm always gonna be circling back on how i found music because of being into daft punk i guess just because they're sort of a really important um electronica uh project in my opinion i mean they're you know they're they're a whole thing you could dive into um maybe yeah. in it's, the it's un, they're undeniable <laughs> yeah maybe in the future i'll do that as a pick for something but they're just it, for those who don't know it's they're just kind of this alleged legendary french electronic group um that started being active i know uh one of the guys thomas bengalter put out a, a couple of pretty big like 
house and disco tracks and i think the early 90s and then daft punk has been around more or less that long as well um they i think the only important thing to really note about their influence on this is um a a trend i've been seeing a lot in music and a lot in stuff that i've been enjoying a lot is so for one there's the Daft Punk album, Random Access Memories. Random Access Memories comes out in 2013, 14, whatever that is, 2013. And it's kind of this interesting progression for them where they go from, I guess, doing like electronic and kind of house-leaning music, but with a lot of these kind of disco, soul, R&B samples. And they sort of flipped those into like, this new disco house kind of thing was where they really, you know, started getting a lot of attention. And then I felt like the last album, Random Access Memories, kind of is this interesting full circle thing where it's like now they're making still technically electronic music, but they're doing it with like a lot of live instrument and band elements. So they're mm. kind of like recreating a lot of the music made like the samples for what they were doing originally yeah um now i think uh uh as an extension of that there's a lot of these groups french or no that are doing kind of a similar thing where they're circling back on some of this like older funk and disco stuff um but like with with like programmed drums and kind of an electronic element but it is you know it's more band type oriented mm-hmm. stuff um with sort of that house kind of backbone to it um which kind of brings us to this album and um a bunch of other stuff i've been enjoying recently where it's just kind of housey electronic dancey but also like deeply funky definitely deeply kind of soulful um the singer i don't know her name but she comes from like kind of a jazz singer background, if I'm not mistaken, which gives it this sort of um, like, I don't know, maybe almost an yeah. avant-garde quality to it. Like it it does seem very um, highbrow, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way. Um, I don't know. I can see a lot of these tracks on, you know, like corporate commercials and stuff, I guess I could totally imagine like a, it. a target commercial <laughs> yeah yeah totally um, yeah and i was th- i kind of like when you mentioned the the singer like uh it, in, a, in a way kind of reminds me of uh like deer hoof um yeah uh, the, i mean a comp- it's it is different but i think that sim that that singer has a similar mm-hmm. quality and they obviously are pretty into jazz considering all of their weird time mm-hmm. signatures and stuff and i thought this group that was kind of i mean they, they sound completely different but it reminded me in a sense of kind of the the structure reminded me of that yeah and i mean honestly just kind of the real appeal of this album for me is that pretty much every song is like it feels like every song is intentionally oriented kind of around like creating a dance floor vibe in you know different ways i guess like some of the songs are a little bit slower than others but they're basically all funky kind of like four on the floor dancey kind of 
yeah. um, repetitive beats, but with like a lot of um, nice things I've come to expect just from sort of like, I see it referred to a lot as um, French touch is uh, when you're referring to a lot of this kind of French electronic and dance music. Um, some of the things you start to expect from those are like these kind of smoother, buttery synthesizer sounds like kind of like a lot of your classic roads kind of sounds yeah. the really plucky kind of like staccato guitar thing is really huge um like that um uh nile rogers kind of yeah. like or prince or bowie whoever um that kind of guitar style of where it's like it does have melodic elements to it, but it almost serves a rhythmic purpose yeah. first before like it's bare, barely serving as like a melodic thing, really. I um, mean, Niall Rogers, David Bowie, kind of the same thing. He was the one who really came in and right. Let's turn turns all of uh, that Rogers. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember it's a song on, I believe, Station to Station or. There's a song I I saw them talking about on like a little documentary after he passed away. Uh, Stay. I remember Niall Rogers oh. trying to teach what's I can't remember the other guitarist's name that played with Bowie forever, but kind of more of a rock guy. And Niall Rogers like I tried to just tell him like No, you gotta add a little bit more flair, and like that kind of had a little back and forth. But oh man, love that song. Sorry, I side side note, but when you said that, it reminded me of that moment. No, no, it's that's exactly right. Um, I, I think what's so important or what I like so much about this album are kind of, you know, where it comes from, like where a lot of these sounds are referential of. I kind of found these guys because of another band I've also mentioned in a mini episode called uh, Parcels, who are australian guys but berlin based i think they're doing a similar thing and even recorded a a a track of theirs with daft punk where it's like just kind of more of that um i don't know if you'd say deconstructed but like that full circle thing of like bringing all of those like electronic music elements to a live band thing um is uh it's really cool i i like this one a lot yeah it was a a pretty pretty easy listen from it really is and it was just yeah it was like you said i mean yeah kind of one that you would have a hard time listening to and not doing a little like toe tapping or head bobbing whatever you are able to do in the moment um it was yeah yeah that uh that song voodoo is an absolute just it sounds so insane to me. It's, yeah, it's really good. If you're gonna check out one song, I would say look into Voodoo, which again is one of the tracks in English and maybe defeats the point of this episode. But uh, no, I think that's the one for me. Because I think the point of this episode is, I think, um, I mean, for me, it was this way for a long time. Uh, it's in the United States, and I can't speak for other countries because I haven't really lived in any others and in a capacity that would allow me to really know this and i even i mean living in spain i know a lot of people over there just listen to american english music and so i think the biggest thing is stepping away from that and like it's it's showing like impacts of other cultures on music so it could be in english but if it's from france it's still gonna 
have a different vibe than something that was produced here in the U.S. or in England. Um, and I mean, even the U.S. and England obviously have different vibes. And so um, I think the main thing is just to get away from the two, you know, big English ideas of music and seeing like what else is out there so i don't think this it defeats the purpose really at all um because that was at least in my my thought and opinion of when we chose to do this topic that was how i viewed it you know like just getting away from the usual american pop rock or i mean whatever it is indie rock um and same with like the in the um english stuff uh, it's just uh a way to see how another culture's influence has is put into music so um but yeah i mean gary i couldn't agree with more Th that song voodoo yeah it's a great one to start with uh but i like i just went through this album and it was just kind of a very uh all three of these were a very blissful albums to listen to honestly but that mm -hmm. um in their own in their own ways like uh, everything that we've cho chosen on every episode it has its own thing but yeah it was that was just a really joyful album to listen to and i don't know if i should be saying that because i don't know what they're saying but <laughs> at least the music <laughs> yeah. the music does feel that way um they've got you fooled yeah so uh cam we'll we'll move on here to your pick um which was Federico Abu uh shoot Abele if I'm not Abele excuse me um if I'm not mistaken and his album Pan Americana and you sent me some of his stuff a while ago from his album Postales and that was kind of so when you chose this one I was like oh I haven't even listened to this album yet I I listened to the Postales like I think the whole way through and I've added a, quite a bit of that to my playlist but I never really ventured ventured much further so this was a cool one to check out um I was kind of just doing a little bit of research on him too and it um just kind of interesting to see like all these little influences that he's thrown into stuff uh but yeah, I mean this album's just super chill, and it is. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, and kind of is what Garrett was saying. If if you don't speak Spanish and you're not gonna focus on it, and even if you do, it's it's not too hard to just put on, uh, do your work to this album, or really any of his music, or read a book or, or anything, because it's it's just very relaxed. Like anytime you're just looking for something to relax to, this is something to put on. <laughs> It is, yeah. And, you know, as you were saying, like, whether you speak Spanish or not, um, which, you know, I do speak some Spanish, but it's um, it's not very distracting. Like, the, the subject matter is pretty chill. And, um, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's an easy listen either way. Um, Definitely. But, uh, yeah, I, I think kind of what what drew me to his music is. um I think sometimes when you're listening to Latin music, it's the, there's kind of this box and um, sometimes the artists kind of get stuck in that, in that genre and don't cross over as much. And um, this one, I, I feel like kind of takes that, that Latin music and combines it with some of the more European sounds. Um, you know, he's got some, 
oh, kind yeah. of trip hop and electronica, uh, you know, blending in there. And I think going back to what you were saying about culture, uh, so he's from Argentina, um, but at a certain point immigrated to Berlin um, for a few years and then ended up going down to Barcelona. So, yep, I, I think I saw that. Um, you know, when when you hear that, it all kind of starts to make sense, you know, and his uh, I think his record label is owned by Thievery Corporation. Um, and I think this album was produced by one of the guys from Thievery Corporation. And so that's, yeah, where that kind of trip hop, um, you know, just down tempo, um, even some reggae kind of slides in there. Um yeah. So I feel like if you're not like super into like Latin music, I, I, th- I think this one might be kind of a good gateway. Um, and uh, I would agree. You know, it, it doesn't come on too strong. You know, it's not like putting on like a Norteño album or something. It's <laughs> or mariachi or something. You know, it's um, it's a little bit more more approachable. But uh, yeah. I would I would agree with that because I I do think if you jump straight into some you know banda music or if you jump into like I mean even uh, I mean from anywhere over there like even like I I'm really into Brazilian music right now and that's a big thanks to that um, <laughs> that episode of what's in my bag with Zooks but. Um, you have to know the right places to jump into. And I think Federico Aubele, I, I don't know why I'm struggling with that so much. It's a mouthful. <laughs> really, yeah. He really knows how I, I, to blend all of that stuff together. And and I think it's like what you said is a great gateway because um, there's so much in Latin music that it, it's just so like, it's such a wonderful genre to get into. And I guess in a way, a lot of people are getting into that. I mean, freaking what's his name? Bad Bunny is selling like $700 tickets, the cheapest one to get. And they're selling out like whether you like yeah, the guy he's or like not. Like one of the biggest pop stars in the yeah. world. Yeah, right like now. the fact that a Latin American artist like that is selling out. That's insane and showing a huge turn in music. But I just think uh if like that whole style and like if you're not into that which obviously a lot of people are but you want to try and jump into latin music i think this is a great place to start um because it really does just blend a lot of uh very familiar aspects while adding um so much latin flavor to it at the same time yeah and it's um it's you know a pretty classy album too um like, I think a lot of, you know, for me personally, one of the barriers to some of the reggaeton stuff is just the the subject matter. Um, just so out there, you know, and um, like, I remember yeah. when I lived down in Central America, um, when reggaeton was just kind of starting to hit the mainstream, uh, a few people were telling me, they're like, this is going to be huge when you get back to the United States in a couple of years. Just believe me. And I'm like, no way. This will never work in the United States. And then sure enough, I got back there and it was like all over the place. You know, it was all like Daddy Yankee at that time. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, reggaeton's not for everybody. But I feel like um, 
you know, some of this stuff, if you're just, you know, need something to mellow out with, like, this is what I put on when I'm out, you know, in the yard, just pulling weeds or pruning my trees or <laughs> just kind of, you know, when I just want to chill out, this is a, a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think, I think kind of like we mentioned a little bit, there are, at least to me, there's enough like recognizable disparate elements of this music that I think like, so going into this completely blind without looking it up at all, I just was like, I don't know what this is. I'm just going to listen to it and see what it is. Um, it was not at all (laughs) what I expected. Um, kind of in a good way of like, at first I was like, Oh, this is going to be like a flamenco thing. Um, but with like some kind of really nice, easy listening kind of vocals on it. But then um, really it has, um, I mean, there's a big like dub reggae element. Um, There's a big just kind of like, I would say trip hop or even just kind of hip hop element in general, where it's like the drums and the bass guitar in particular take a real importance in the mix of like kind of rhythmically it's a very um i i guess the point being is just that i i think that there's rec- there's a lot of recognizable elements in this music that even if you're like i'm still not totally sure what this is you'll hear you know a western thing you'll hear a european thing You'll hear a, a, a African thing, a Jamaican thing. Like it, it really does have a lot of elements that um, are all executed really well. If you are familiar with the Thievery Corporation at all, that's not too far off. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. I yeah, um, and actually, this will kind of lead into my t- my choice actually pretty well because like I this was really a tough one for me because I have. A lot of a Latin American artists that I wanted to choose, but like I said, I was like, ah, I kind of want to see what Cam's going to choose because we were like, well, we don't want to make this like too much of a Latin American episode, and just like, uh, which we could probably honestly do, uh, and I think that would be yeah. a fun episode yeah. to do uh, with it because there's there's just so many different influences within that music, whether it's from Mexico or from Brazil or Argentina. Um, I mean, even some of like the indigenous influence from Ecuador, or Peru, and stuff like that, and then like there's you know Spain, and like that's a lot of the stuff I listen to comes from there. But it still lands in Latino music, at least on Spotify, so we'll count it. Um, but it was really tough for me because I was like, well, I really wanted to put like a Solea Morente album in this because I'm a really big fan of hers, but I've, I've used her on some of like Same. our Friday stuff. And so I was like, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll back off of that. And, um, I'm, I'm like, my wife and I recently watched the, um, this telenovela about Jenny Rivera and her, her life. And, Lo, lo and behold, I actually got into some of the banda music from that. And also just being <laughs> married to a Mexican, you're going to hear that. And you're really like, I have really grown to like that music a lot. And I that music specifically focusing on the lyrics for me, which is something I don't do, 
is part of the reason I really do love that music is there's just these stories they tell in this music that's so there's a lot of profound and really um, sometimes heartbreaking stories <laughs> that go so much further than you know going into a Mexican restaurant and hearing it and being like oh this is so happy I just love this <laughs> and they're really singing right. about um, I don't know this you know, narco corriente yeah or like just a terrible like horrible sad story <laughs> but um it, so i was like oh, like maybe i'll put one of those in there and but i think ultimately i was like well i want to do something i really want to turn people on to tuarag rock which they're kind of being turned on to i guess right now um there's a lot of you know robert plant is using a lot of this influence in his new music and i know there's some other musicians out there that i i can't robert plant's just the one that comes to my head right now but there's a lot of musicians that are getting into this right now and basically what this is is a lot of protest music from kind of um the sahara area of like africa and stuff and they're using guitars and i actually got into this music from uh, just a YouTube video that I saw. Um, I think I sent probably to both of you guys and um, a while ago. And I was yeah. listening to like a lot of Jimi Hendrix at the time because I was listening to his uh, <laughs> biography uh, that's, I can't remember the author, but it's called Roomful of Mirrors, which is a great biography. Um, I was listening to that book and so I was listening to Jimi Hendrix at the same time. And I guess that just recommended for you because like it's, new guitar music that is really going places it's not it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like uh, and i i'm like i've said before i want to be positive on this on this podcast but greta van fleet just like the most copycat like it doesn't like just knock off led zeppelin um and i don't want to go too much into that but like that's like where a lot of people are like oh you you like guitar music yeah greta van fleet man like <laughs> but this is like fresh and there's so many of these artists but i i'm and i'm probably gonna slaughter his name but madhu maktar is like that's like my guy in tuareg rock there's some other guys that are really good there's this band like tinar Wen and stuff that are also really amazing and i'll post a little bit of some of the other things that i've listened to within this genre but this specific set that he did that's the blue stage session um man it's just he's so powerful on his guitar and it just blows my mind every time uh and i think you can even watch this session on youtube if i'm not mistaken and yeah. um they i just i know that probably behind the obviously behind the music there's some really really powerful political lyrics going on but for someone who doesn't quite understand what's going on and hearing it it's just the melodies are just they just flow so well and they're just so it's it's just kind of like we were saying with um the past the album we just talked about um uh sorry panamericana they it, it really you can put it on and you can work to it and uh it's not overly distracting but at the same time there's going to be like some solos that come in there that you're going to be like whoa wait hold on you're gonna have to go back and like rewind the song if you're doing something while you're listening to it because he really is a master on that guitar and it never in my opinion it never gets noodly uh it's just everything's well thought out he knows his notes and what he's gonna play um and it's very smooth 
Um, there's you know guitar solos that are disconjointed and 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 you know soloists like that like uh larry lalonde from primus is amazing at like disconjointed solos or uh what's his name that plays for tom waits all the time and i can't believe i'm forgetting his name right now um oh, oh shoot oh well um, well <laughs> yeah uh, it's yeah. gonna bug me is the thing but, um yeah so creighton i think like um you know kind of what what you're getting at is like a lot of times when you're when you've got these foreign cultures that are kind of disconnected from the mainstream, like that opens a lot of doors for them to um, to innovate. And, you know, they're not te- they're not tethered to the our culture, our baggage that comes with that, you know. And yeah, um, that's where you see this really cool stuff come through. Um, like, I'm you know, I'm a big car guy and yeah. Um, you wouldn't think that the Japanese would be better at building lowrider cars than the people from Los Angeles, <laughs> but they do. Um, and you know, th- that's one really cool thing about their scene there is like, they don't have, right. You know, there's no gang associations or, uh, you know, racial undertones with, with that scene and stuff. It's just like, they think it's cool that a car can hop and, you know, they're going to, they just get into it and their culture has so much attention to detail. Um, and that, you know, perfectionism and craft and everything that like, they just blow us out of the water when it comes to building like custom cars, you know? Um, and they, you know, you'll have like at a car show, you'll have like a low rider next to a Ferrari and like, there's that cool, like cultural crossover that you get when you're not tied to, that native culture's baggage. Yeah, and I I think this album does a perfect demonstration of that. Um like you were saying, like there you can just hear that you know, something that you might associate uh like music you might associate with that part of the world, it's in this music, but it's just done in a really interesting way. And Madhu Maktar I think did his own version of it's not I don't think it's purple rain per se, but he kind of imitated that idea with like a documentary film thing in the album. And so there's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of really cool influence that he uses while also focused so much on that, that area of the world and their, their influence in music. And I don't know for me, it's just when I first heard it, it, like this music, it blew my mind. (laughs) And, um, I mean, it's still doing so today, and that's why I had to choose this album. It's just because um, I just think more people need to know about it, uh, especially people who are into classic rock and haven't really been able to get out of their world of Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, and, I mean, maybe Van Halen or whoever else you want to throw in there. The guitarist I was thinking about previously was Mark Rybot. He's a really good guy at like disconjointed just odd yeah. solos but this isn't really that this is very flow it just everything flows and from each song in this little session it's just just flows all the way through the whole thing um and yeah it was just 
uh, it just like I said, it just blew my mind the first time I heard it, and so I was like, more people need to know about this. Yeah, it's um, I, I uh, I've also been kind of following a lot of this um, Touareg, uh, Touareg music has been really starting to take off in North America in no small part of because of people like Jack White who third man records made this album has also been i i think kind of pretty closely linked with like bringing this music uh to north america in general i know a handful of other record labels have been kind of helping with that um it's um it's really cool because it's sort of to me not too dissimilar again without really knowing much of anything about the 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 lyrical content or really i know the songs are kind of loosely based in this tradition of sort of like they're they're what you would call folk music i guess um meaning like the yeah. sahara area niger like surrounding countries and stuff um it's sort of not really that far removed from like Mississippi blues, especially some of like the eight bar, 16 bar stuff. Like this makes me think, uh, it always kind of reminds me of junior Kimbro, um, who's just kind of this, like it's, it's blues, but it follows structurally kind of like these much longer phrases, like, usually 16 bars sometimes plus um where they feel less linear um and and really once you you know throw electric guitars into the mix it's like (sighs) i i think one of the things i say about saharan music and like toreg music and i hope i'm not like ripping this too directly off from somebody because i think i heard it somewhere but it's like the it really sounds like it's environment it's like take kind of blues music yeah and put it in just like delirious heat kind of which um there's i think a psychedelia that's attributed to this music that is like it's directly kind of influenced by like just think about like being kind of dazed and like way too hot out in the sun like it gives me that feeling i i would 100 percent agree and i think a lot of this there's actually i think there's a playlist on spotify that's created by spotify called afro psychedelia and a lot of this stuff is on there yep. um and actually that's probably the first place that i heard this music because i was listening to that playlist i found it like back in 2018 and um but then like when i really got into it and really like realized what it was it was when i saw that youtube video but um i would totally agree with that i mean and like if you're into like psychedelic music even um i would say if you're into like tame impala you'll probably love tuareg rock um stuff like that totally. you know um yeah it's and i it maybe it's a little less accessible than the past two that we listened to um depending on what your normal listening is but i i feel like most people could probably get into um if it's not maru maktar because it's maybe a little bit more guitar bluesy based uh tinar wen and some of these other i mean i'm just spacing on names right now but some of these other really amazing 
artists, which I will put in the playlist, um, are yeah, yeah. are are easily maybe more accessible for other people that listen to other styles of music. But if you are into any kind of classic rock music, you have to get on to these got this this stuff coming from the Sahara, this Tuareg music, because it's just beautiful and so worth everybody's time and like huge thanks to all those people bringing it over here because i mean yeah obviously like this album wouldn't exist if jack white didn't exist and um i think robert plant has done an amazing job at demonstrating what the power of this music and i wish i could think of more names but those are just some of the big ones yeah i know um just randomly off the top of my head i saw um there's this kind of like legendary, just really cool. Um, he's he's recorded with tons of bands, just done like a lot of session musician kind of stuff mainly. But um, Matt Sweeney and um, uh, Bonnie Prince Billy are making an album that's like a follow up to um, I'm blanking on Super Wolf, I believe is what the first one was called and the new one's going to be called super wolves. And I know that they've enlisted M do. Um, I think, I think, uh, they've been getting a lot of work up here, uh, with like American artists and stuff, which is, and it looks like he's about to release a new one and all the singles he's put out are pretty awesome as well. Um, and they even sound different from some of the past things that he's released. So just, I mean, heads up for anybody who gets into this, like that's going to be big. It's going to be awesome. Um, but with that, that's going to conclude the episode. Uh, that's all, all three picks for you guys and uh, much more that we talked about that will make its way into the playlist. I, generally, if you guys haven't checked out the playlist at all, uh, you can find pretty much everything we talk about, even if we just touch on it lightly. Like that little David Bowie moment that I mentioned earlier, I'll put... I'll, probably put stay in this uh playlist because we mentioned it every pretty much every little thing we talk about and yeah. sometimes even more makes it into these so they're so worth going and checking out um there's a lot of really fun diverse music in those uh so if you're looking to get a sample of what the albums we're talking about sound like that's the place to go to at least at the moment um and a sample of other stuff that we we're we think you should listen to if you like it. So um, head there. All of those will be in our descriptions um, when when we post the episode. Uh, most of them should be updated. There might be a couple that are missing uh, past episodes with the, the Spotify playlist. So be sure to go in and just hit that little more icon on the playlist dis- or on the podcast description and you'll be able to access those playlists. And um, as well, just... Uh, Go give us a follow on any of our social media platforms. We're looking into doing some more there, innovating there. Um, But right now, it's a great place to see what we're listening to during the week. Uh, We generally try to get out Friday music that you should check out for the weekend. Um, And we we give all of our updates on our episodes and our playlists there. So AVG Music Show on twitter and instagram and just average joe music show on facebook and uh hopefully more to come uh we hope you guys enjoyed the episode and we really can't wait to join you on the next one be sure to tune in next week for the mini and uh yeah 
have a good rest of the week we'll catch you in a in a week and maybe in two weeks for the long one peace adios